Whatever knows fear burns at the touch of the man thing. Groot, you gotta help me, bud. That thing just fried my fur. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nexus of All Realities, a Man Thing podcast. I'm Paul Matthew Carr, your guide to the weird, the wacky, the often wonderful of a 70s swamp-based monster comic. This episode was meant to be a, a main episode, you know, the next up in the, the, the chronology of Gerber's original run, but it's taken me a bit longer than I had uh, expected. First of all, I've been traveling quite a bit uh, for work-related projects, which is a good thing for my wallet, but not conducive to sitting down in front of a microphone. Also, the topic I chose for the next episode is taking me a bit longer to research than I had expected. For those of you who might have forgotten or don't know what I'm talking about, I typically choose a topic that is related to and ties into the issue I'm reviewing, something 1970s related that was going on in pop culture or, or politics or just in the zeitgeist of the time. And it typically informs the story of the comic and when it was written and what have you. So the topic I have chosen for the next episode has taken me much longer to research than I had anticipated. Uh, for one, it's a, it's a very difficult topic. And also, apparently I don't read very quickly anymore. You know, surprised me as well. Also, my time management skills are completely non-existent. So there you go. Uh, that being said, it should be ready very soon. But in order to not go too long without an episode again, I thought I'd throw together this short bonus episode and talk a little bit about Man-Thing's appearance on the Disney cartoon Guardians of the Galaxy. This, this will be semi-scripted, so I may stumble or repeat myself, and if I do, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I do. Guardians of the Galaxy was an animated show that premiered on Disney XD. Um, honestly, I don't know what the XD stands for. I assume it's something like Extreme Disney, but I'm not really sure. But this is a channel geared towards the uh, 8 to 12-year-old ranges, you know, the, uh, the tween range, I suppose. And... It had a Marvel programming block, uh, a block of animated programs based on the MCU or the MCU versions of the Marvel characters, of which obviously Guardians of the Galaxy was one. It started in 2015, ran for three seasons of 79 episodes and a series of four to five minute shorts that were sort of a, a companion to the main show. Sort of like how this episode is to the main episodes of the podcast. Just thought of that. It's kind of like symmetry. Neat. Anyway. The shorts I'm going to talk about today appeared before the start of the second season, and they are titled Rocket Groot Man-Thing, all exclamation points, and Guardians Reunited. The story goes a little something like this. The Guardian ship, the Milano, has crashed in a swamp on the Earth. Star-Lord, Drax, and Gamora head off to get supplies, leaving Rocket and Groot to make repairs. As they do, Man-Thing arrives, being all stealthy and hiding in the shadows for some reason. Rocket notices something has gotten on the ship and attempts to get Groot to help out, only to have Man-Thing disappear every time Groot enters the room. Hilarity ensues. Rocket gets fear-burned a few times when he attempts to fight Man-Thing before tricking the monster into sitting on an ejector seat and shooting him off the ship and exploding him. The scattered pieces of Man-Thing begin to congeal and reform. The rest of the Guardians then return with the supplies needed to repair the ship, but before they can leave, Man-Thing, who has now become a giant, yeah, seriously, that happens, he grabs the ship and wraps it in his tentacles. Again, much hilarity ensues as the team attempts to remove Man-Thing from the ship, which they do 
And as they fly away, Groot realizes that the only reason Man-Thing has attacked in the first place was because the crashed ship has polluted the swamp. Rocket reluctantly agrees to return to clean up the mess and a satisfied Man-Thing slips back into the swamp. Uh, FYI, probably shouldn't Google the term satisfied Man-Thing, just saying. As the Guardians fly away, they look back to see a visage of the Man-Thing floating in the swamp made of moss and weeds. That's it. That's that. They were the two shorts. They're only about four minutes each, and they are fine. Look, I, I'm I'm not the target audience for this. Hell, I didn't even know it existed till I randomly saw it on Disney Plus. And the only reason I watched it is because I'm a Man Thing completist. So maybe if I was eight, this would have been a lot more entertaining. You know what? I know for sure. I know for a fact that if I were eight, I would have loved this. I mean, I, I remember what I was watching when I was eight, and this far surpasses the quality of those shows. So yeah, I would have liked it. So uh, again, for children's entertainment, this is great. For a middle-aged man, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my hard-hitting hot take on these. They're fine. So my takeaway from this, well, I, I guess I have two, two, take, two things. There are two things. <laughs> the first is a question. When did Man-Thing become all tentacly? In this, he's depicted as a monster, uh, just a straight-up monster in this cartoon. And, you know, there are tentacles that emerge from his body, like roots and vines, that sort of thing. When did this depiction first start? Because I don't remember it from the comics. He's more like the 2005 movie version of Man-Thing than the comic book version. At least, all right, let me just qualify that. Let's say at least not the original incarnation of Man-Thing from the 70s and 80s that I'm covering on this show. But in recent depictions of Man-Thing, he occasionally does have the root tentacle thing. And I can't quite figure out when this happened. Uh, was it post-movie? Is the movie to blame? Or was it something that happened before that? So I'm putting it out to you, my dear listeners. When did Man-Thing get tentacles? <laughs> Those are silly words to put together in a sentence. And I said them out loud. But there it is. Uh, the second takeaway I have from this cartoon is a bit of a concern, I guess. As I mentioned in the previous bonus episode, Man-Thing is probably going to show up in live action and more than likely relatively soon. And just judging from his appearances in non-comic book related material like cartoons and what have you, he is treated not just like a monster, but as a joke monster, a punchline. Uh, even at one point in this cartoon, Star-Lord tells everyone that he'll deal with the Boogersaurus. And look, I get it. This is a kid's cartoon and boogers are hilarious. Not going to deny it. But <laughs> These depictions of the character in, in the in the cartoons uh, and the way humor is deployed in the MCU, that is that they, they tend to make the more outlandish aspects of comic books into a funny quip. Uh, to, they give a nod and a wink to the audience and say, "This is, we know this is silly, right? And, you know, sometimes this works, sometimes not. Anyway, my fear is that a character called Man-Thing will be made into a, you know, a big meta joke and not taken seriously. I mean, she, you know what? I've already made a couple of Man-Thing jokes in this episode already. So if I'm doing it, people who don't have as much love and respect for the character as I do, they might be prone to making it more of a joke. I mean, looking at how Man-Thing is presented thus far, uh, and there's this and there's uh, the superhero squad and 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 a couple appearances on uh, one of the Spider-Man cartoons. And it's always the same thing. He's never, he's not really a threat. He's just sort of the, uh, he's just a joke. And like I said, it's fine. Uh, I just, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I guess I'm torn between wanting to see, just wanting to see one of my favorite characters in live action and not wanting that character to be ridiculed. I want him to be cool. 
so that everybody else knows how cool this character is. Ah, but who am I kidding? More than likely, I'll be happy regardless of how it turns out. I'm I'm pretty forgiving of this sort of thing. I mean, I don't even dislike this Guardians cartoon, which is probably one of the worst depictions of Man Thing I've ever seen. I don't know. And that's and see, that's going too far. I see. I I I I regret having said that out loud. It's not. It's it's fine. It's just fine. <sighs> wow. There's there's my again my hard hitting take on this. It's fine. <laughs> I just want Man Thing to be given some love. <laughs> Again, wow, I'm just innuendo laden. <laughs> anyway, if you want to check out this uh, these shorts and then the whole Guardians uh, show, you can do so for yourself. All the episodes are on Disney Plus and YouTube, I think, as well. But if you're over 15, maybe give it a pass. Not essential viewing, in my opinion. Okay, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll be back with real episodes very soon once I settle back into a regular routine again. Um, I'm excited to be talking about this stuff again. Really looking forward to uh, digging back deep into the Gerber comics. I'm going to have that for you really soon, probably more than one episode because I'm working on several several all at once. So, again, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Uh, Keep it swampy. You've been listening to the Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast. The Nexus of All Realities is a Daddy Elk production. Man-Thing and all related titles are copyright Marvel Comics, and no infringement is intended. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the podcatcher of your choice. You can contact the show via Twitter, at Nexus of All, or email comments at nexusofallrealities.com, or online at our website, nexusofallrealities.com, where you could leave a comment on individual episodes. The Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast, is for entertainment purposes only. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Keep it swampy. Keep it swampy. Keep it swampy. Keep it swampy. Well, that's a that's a terrible catchphrase. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs>